from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latine. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about, what they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Latow from BlackSportsOnline.com and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. Uh, We're also on Facebook Live, late night on Facebook Live. I just came from UFC 239 where I thought I saw someone possibly die in the ring. Uh, As someone that covers boxing, uh, a lot. Um, UFC just um, has a different level of of violence, maybe because there's different ways that uh, you can hurt your opponent. You know, in boxing, you know, a knockout, even if it's a one-punch knockout, that's it. It's just one punch. Uh, it's an accumulation of punches. Maybe someone, uh, you know, the ref steps in or they wave the towel and everything. And obviously, boxing is a dangerous sport as well because, uh, it's not five rounds. It's not three rounds. You can possibly be getting hit in your head for, for 12 rounds. But there's such a suddenness uh, with UFC. We saw that where the guy came out just right off the bat with a flying you know knee. Hit guy right in the side of his temple, knocked him out cold. And the problem is in the UFC, you know, they keep fighting, you know, uh, there's no rule that says, you know, if you knock a guy out cold, you have to stop punching him. So he, he took like three or four clean punches while he was unconscious. I mean, that's the stuff that messes up your brain. He was having a real hard time breathing, a real hard time getting, sitting up, walking. He's in the hospital right now. And he saw the thing with uh, Nunez and Holly Holm, a lot of, a lot of uh, violent uh, KOs. But that's, you know, why people pay the, the big money. But you're not here to listen to me rant about fighting sports. You want to know the truth about what went on during NBA free agency. And that's the reason why it's been a while since I did a podcast, because I wanted to see how all of this played out before I explained to you exactly what happened. <clears throat> because for a long time, we just, you know, we're just speculating. And maybe let's start there. Uh, that that's the good thing probably to start with. I'll give you some inside information, some very inside information. You know, if you want to know how Woj and 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 Shams and and uh, Chris Haynes and Mark Stein and all these guys, if you want to know how they actually break news, it's not as complicated as you think. Uh, it's simply they have relationships. Uh, with agents, GMs, uh, presidents of the, the of the teams, uh, marketing executives, you know their sources are high level, you know sources. Nine times out of ten, when uh, Wojciechowski gets uh, a scoop, it's coming from an agent. Now, a lot of times, what these agents do is something that they don't want you to know. Is once the agent or the management, or the the executive assistant, whoever is, you know, 
in charge of these things, the PR people, the, the media consultants or whatever. What they do simply, like I said, they don't want you to know this. And this is not a knock on the industry. It's just I think sometimes uh, we make it more than what it really is. But very simply, what they do is they just send out a group message. <laughs> so if you wonder how Shams and Woj and all of these other guys can get this information at the same time, it's just they're getting the information at the same time, and then they're putting it out there. <laughs> it's pretty much as simple as that. Uh, a lot of times, it's a press release, and they're basically just on an email list. And they say, hey, we, you know, we're getting ready to announce it, or here's the press release. And then what happens is, as the press release comes out, the reporter says, you know, this is what's happening. But a lot of times with local press releases, uh, they're only going to, you know, certain journalists. So you as a fan, you wouldn't get a press release about a trade or a signing or someone getting cut or fired or anything like that. We get that. Like, I could turn into a breaking news reporter, but here's the thing. It's not beneficial to me because I'm not getting paid on a salary to break news. I'm getting paid on you coming to the website. So it's not beneficial to me when I get information quickly to just tweet it out there with nothing to come back. So that's why when I see the information or I get the information, it's always... Twitter reacts to this or, you know, here's a link back or I try to find a side angle, you know, to the story because that's how I get paid. Now, if I got paid to just break news, I would just tweet it out as fast as they do. And he'd be like, wow, how did Rob get that? But, you know, I just got the same press release as everybody else. So they don't want you to know that. And like I said, it's not knocking them because you have to acquire these sources and you have to really know who the sources uh, are and really uh, dig into that. And see, the thing is, there's two different types of sources. Let me just explain this to you. There is the speculative source and then there is the definite source. And the difference is the speculative source is the one that's around whatever's happening. And it's giving you information, but can't say 100% definite. The, the definite source is someone that would only come to you and give you information if it was 100% true. So if an agent of a player says, hey, this is a done deal, that's a definite source. Now, if it's someone in the entourage or baby mama or somebody like that, then that's a speculative source. If it's uh, someone in the organization <clears throat> That's not close to the whatever player that they're talking about. That's speculative. And we'll get more to that in a second when, when we talk about Kawhi. So that's a little backstory on sources and, and things like that. And we'll get into more how a lot of these sources was wrong. <clears throat> or at least the information was, was wrong. But, but we have to start with, when we start with free agency, really I saw with Anthony Davis getting traded to the Lakers. Just quickly on that. <clears throat> the reason that that went down simply was when um, the Pelicans named a new GM, David Griffin. Um, he was formerly the Cavaliers GM. 
So under the previous regime, they didn't want to deal with the Lakers at all. They would have took less value for Anthony Davis just so that they wouldn't have to deal with the Lakers. But Griffin had a has a good relationship with LeBron, a good relationship with Rich Paul, good relationship with Ty Lue, who for a while looked like he was going to be the coach. So he has all these good relationships with the people on the Lakers. So he just had to he had to convince the ownership that he was going to try everything that he could to try to get Anthony Davis to come back. Uh, but then when that worked, he you know he just let them know that hey the Lakers has the best offer and we need to take the best offer. So it was kind of like a wink wink, you know, to LeBron. But that's what happens. It's about all, it's about relationships more than anything else. <clears throat> now you know about. Kevin Durant and and Kyrie. Uh, that's something that has been in the works for a while. Um, all of the speculation about Kevin Durant not feeling appreciated with the Warriors, it's a little deeper than that. It's not as superficial as, you know, they like Steph better than they liked him. You know, Kevin Durant is seeking and has always been seeking some sort of basketball validation and he's always been confused by the fact that even though he's a great basketball player you know healthy maybe top three right that he still has critics he still has haters he still has trolls he's never been able to understand that no matter how great you are you're going to have people that are going to be negative towards you. I mean, you can make a case LeBron is the second greatest player of all time. Some people can make a case he's the best player of all time. And he still has tons of detractors in the media, with fans, and it's always going to be like that. It doesn't matter if you're Kobe, if you're Shaq, uh, you know, Tim Duncan. Like it, it doesn't matter. You're always going to have detractors no matter what you do. All you can do is just, you know, play ball and be the best that you can be. But he just doesn't, at this point, he still is not getting that. And I guess he's going to keep making steps until he feels like he's going to get that validation. But I don't think it's going to, you know, anything less than a championship with Brooklyn, you know, he's still going to have those same Critics, he's still going to have those same trolls. Um, none of that's going to change. He can win 10 championships. There's always going to be people that are going to call him a cupcake. So, but his leaving was, in a sense, that what he felt like he was going to get validation from by going to the Warriors and winning titles, he didn't get. He didn't feel the way he thought he was going to feel, which is odd because you would have think he would have thought that through before he signed, but nevertheless, he has been convinced by Kyrie this was the right thing to do, convinced by DeAndre Jordan, you know, this is Kyrie's plan, and Kevin Durant is is hopped on the train, even though he's the, the, the superior player, and would be the reason why, you know, they if they did win the finals, he would be the main reason why. Uh, it's still Kyrie's plan. So he's still being guided 
by kind of people trying to tell him what he should do or how he should feel instead of making a decision on his own. Now, it may all work out in the end. We just, you know, we have to see how he comes back from injury. And I don't think anybody can question his in-game ability. I don't think anybody can question his, 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 his heart, his character. He came back and tried to help them win a title and blew out his Achilles. It's just all the superficial, sensitive stuff, you know, the upset about the Steph is better and all. You know, it's just, it's just weird. But that's why he's in Brooklyn because Kyrie wanted to be in Brooklyn. And neither one of them wanted to deal with the pressure of being a savior for the Knicks. That's 100% true. I said that on Twitter. I guess I did break news with that. And the next day, there was four stories basically confirming what I had just said. Brooklyn is kind of like the Clippers of, you know, New York. I mean, it's, it's nice. And, you know, they're building their brand, but they're not the Knicks. And nobody's going to cover them like the Knicks. So I think they want a little bit of that anonymity um, in being in Brooklyn. And they didn't want to deal with the pressure of the expectations of being on the Knicks. Like I said, might work out, might not. not. Um, just personal feeling is that in a couple of years, Kevin Durant is going to wish he stayed with Golden State or maybe wish he would have teamed up with Kawhi Leonard instead of uh, Kyrie. Just my personal. You know, opinion, which gets us to the real reason why you're listening to all of this. You want to know what really went down between Kawhi Leonard, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors, and how so many people got it wrong, and how so many people had no idea what was really going on. And this is what I've learned. Over the last couple of days, it was on purpose. It was a purposeful misdirection by Kawhi Leonard. And what I mean by that is that there were certain things that were put out there that was meant to be put out there just to see how it would be reported, who would grab onto it who would put their reputation on the line for it. It was done on purpose. There was misdirection on purpose. And it's very important to remember that when you're dealing with sources, now you're dealing with sources is that sometimes the source that you're getting the information from is getting his information or her information from a third party. So it's like a two-way step. It's not direct. It's not a direct source. Like if Kawhi told, you know, let's just say Jimmy, and then Jimmy told, you know, you or me or anybody in the media, that would be considered direct. He got it directly from the horse's mouth, Kawhi. But a lot of times what happened is, is that Jimmy gets his information from uh, Timmy, and Timmy got his information from Jane, who allegedly got her information from Kawhi. You see what I'm saying? And so that's a little more iffy. That's what a lot of this was happening. So there was two 
different way the sources was coming out. So let me explain this to you. Because this is what they don't want you to know. The first way it was coming out was, like I said, it was a, it was a, it was a specific misdirection that they wasn't ever going to tell or show their real hands like a poker. It was a bluff. And people were grasping at that information, but it was all a bluff. None of it was really true. So to keep things, it's really brilliant if you think about it, to keep things quiet on what they were trying to do with the Clippers, they intentionally put out information that made it seem like the Clippers were out of the running. <laughs> Real smart if you really think about it, right? You, the information that you do leak says, well, Lakers, 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 maybe Raptors, maybe Raptors, maybe Lakers, maybe Raptors. Throw people off the trail while you're actually getting work done with the team that you want to go to. Very, very smart on Kawhi's team. And I don't know if Kawhi came up with it, Uncle Dennis, but it was very smart. That's why you literally heard no Clippers because all the leaks were just about, or all the, the intentional leaks, which were misdirection, were all about the Lakers and the Raptors. Very, very smart. To the point that the Lakers and the Raptors started to believe they indeed <laughs> were the only two teams that was left. Now, the second leak, uh, let's just be frank, it was Magic Johnson. Uh, Magic has a hard time keeping his mouth shut. And, you know, I wouldn't even call his stuff leaked information as more as just Magic talking. And a lot of times, Magic can say things like, hey, you know, I feel very good. I feel like we got him. I feel, you know, I'm Magic Johnson. I talk to him. I feel like, you know. We're in the driver's seat. And people run with that. And what happens is, is Magic maybe tells a couple of people who are in the know, and those people tell the media people. And then that's when you get, I got one, two, three sources saying Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. But it's all like derivative from the, the main source. So, yeah, you, you, you had things like that coming out. The Lakers are very... Very tough for the Lakers to keep stuff internal. It's just too many, it's too many reporters in LA, too many good reporters in LA. And they're just Hollywood, so they like to chat. They're chatty patties. Now, in the end, here's the question that really nobody really knows the answer to. Kawhi wanted to go to the Clippers. But he felt like, hey, he just dragged, I don't want to say drag, but he he just got the Raptors to the finals kind of as a one-man band. I mean, and I say that not as, because he couldn't have won without his teammates playing at a high level, but it was physically taxing on him at times. So he wanted to have someone to, to play with, and he wanted that person to be Kevin Durant initially. And when it wasn't Kevin Durant, then he went to choice number two, which is Paul George. Which I'm going to get into what happened between Paul George and the Thunder in a second. Um, so at that point, it was like, hey, I need to get them to the Clippers. Can that happen? 
once again, this is all secret because the misdirection got people just talking about the Lakers and the Raptors. Beautifully done. So it's just the, the, you know, can they get Paul George? Now, the question begs, if they wouldn't have been able to pull off a deal, what would have Ka- what would have Kawhi done? Now, at this point, I don't like it. All of this stuff up to this is what I've been told. What I was told about this last part, people, let's just say opinions vary. Some people think that he just would have went to the Lakers because he just wants to be in L.A. Others say he would have went back, you know, to the Raptors. I always had a hard time believing someone like Kawhi would subject himself to the circus, which is LeBron and the Lakers. I mean, let's be honest. Ask yourself this question. Honestly. And, and this is not the if you if you watched the Toronto Raptors all year, like that's your team, then you can't answer this. But I want you to answer this question honestly. How many times do you recall in the regular season that a quote, a press conference, or after game conference, press conference, media session at the locker room? How many times do you recall Kawhi Leonard showing up on Sports Center? Uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Probably, here's the thing. I remember Kawhi and his laugh and being a fun guy at the opening press conference. I remember Kawhi. At some point around Christmas, someone asked him about Christmas and he said he didn't want to talk about it. It was Christmas or New Year's or something like that. And the next time I saw Kawhi, and that type of setting was in the playoffs. So once at the beginning, once in the middle, and then when the playoffs started. Oh, and one time where I asked him how Canada was doing, he said it was cold. And I went viral. Now, think to yourself, how many times did you hear LeBron after a game, during a game, at a press conference? Doing this? Hell, how many times did you hear Rondo or JaVale McGee? More times than three. So I just couldn't see him subject himself to that. So I believe that he went back to the Raptors. That's just his personal opinion. Uh, as far as Paul George, what really happened with Paul George, the situation is pretty simple. I think Paul George would have played out his contract with Oklahoma City if, if Kawhi didn't approach him. I think what happened was, while the Thunder didn't want to trade him, they also realized that, hey, the way things are going, um, our ceiling, we may have already hit our ceiling. I mean, let's think about it. Russell Westbrook had another triple-double season. Paul George was a legitimate MVP candidate, finished third. And they couldn't get out the first round. And they didn't really make any improvements. And they're playing, they were paying a killer luxury tax. And I think Paul George was, once he thought about it, was like, hey, this is my really my opportunity to win a championship. And that's not gonna happen in Oklahoma City. 
Yeah, I think he was honest about it. I think he was honest with Russ. And I think he was honest, you know, with the team. Some people call it a snake move, but it is what it is. Now, as far as the tension between Russ and 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 PG, um, I don't think it was personal tension. I don't think they had the type of relationship like him and Kevin Durant. They were on the same page personally. I think professionally, you know, I think they both want more and it just wasn't working. Wasn't meshing. It's like a relationship that you can leave as friends. Like you don't have any hard feelings. It just wasn't working out. I think that's what happened. I honestly think that's what happened. That's why they were all lovey-dovey on Instagram. So that's what happened. The truth about what happened uh, in free agency, NBA free agency. In the end, um, if you think about it, there's probably, uh, there's always about six to ten teams that have a legitimate shot at winning the title every year. Now, normally there's like a heavy favorite, and you know, for a while it's been the Warriors. But, you know, with injuries, as you can see, even if it's something uh seems like a sure thing, it never is. And I think, you know, you still have these six to ten teams, but they just have different parts, you know, just moving parts. You know, you got the, what, Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, say the Warriors, if Clay comes back uh, healthy, that's four. Uh, What you got, maybe Sixers, let's say Celtics. Yeah. I guess you could say the Raptors. That's seven, eight. I'm sure I'm missing somebody in there. Oh, the the Bucks, obviously. The I guess the Blazers as well. The Nuggets. So you got your you always got your ten teams. I just think they're more evenly spread out now because of free agency. So like there are super team ups. But they're not any super teams, if that makes sense. So, in the end, I think it's, it's best for everybody. So, that's the truth about what's going on in the world of sports and the NBA free agency. You guys have a, a good week. And if there's any more breaking news, I'll be back with the Ugly Truth podcast. I'm out.